What's up? Welcome back to Retrograde, the podcast, the podcast where Mercury is always in retrograde. My name is Liz. And I'm Erin. And this week, Mercury is, in fact, actually in retrograde. Are you feeling feral yet? We are in the thick of it, baby. <laughs> we we really just are out here going through it. I, I, know, I know I am, so I don't... <laughs> The universe has uh, set its fucking bullseye on me. Mercury said, you want to have a nice Valentine's Day weekend? Well, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. I had a great Valentine's Day weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you had a great Valentine's Day weekend. I had a good Valentine's Day weekend. I did have to go to work today on President's Day, which is an act of terrorism no that's that's incorrect um um that's a le- that should be illegal it I'm really gonna, should I would be sue. i work a I nine to sue. five well actually I, I clock in at 10 and i leave at six but still that's like a technically a nine to five yeah fucked up honestly um, yeah that sucks i'm sorry about that it's okay it's okay we're here um and mercury is in retrograde um and in celebration or maybe um just because um, Mercury has us in its chokehold, uh, <laughs> we are we we are in a different kind of episodic uh, formula, which I introduced last week, called Vibe uh, we're, Check. We're deviating from the norm, and yes. I'm very excited about it. Yes. So Vibe Check is a, um, in case you didn't hear last week's episode, Vibe Check is going to be where we're talking about things um, that we're interested in in the now um, instead of thinking about any kind of topic um, and like trying to apply what we like to it. We are going to just make the topic fit our um, our interests and what we're feral for right now. Um, so, yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, it's not just interested, it's things that we're absolutely could are going apeshit over. Yes, yes. No matter what it is, like, it, it's not limited to, like, a certain medium or a certain, like, topic that we have decided uh, upon a preset, like, formula, like, <laughs> this is all the stuff that, like, we are interested in right now. Um, and so, given that this is, you know, a deviation from the norm i've come up with a way to uh for us to discuss everything um but to keep it interesting so we're not just throwing uh out these topic points uh so liz are you familiar with the game taboo yes i am Aaron. but um <laughs> maybe you can give everyone here a refresher everyone here meaning myself because i am familiar with the game taboo but i'm <laughs> dumb with a capital d and don't remember the rules <laughs> i'm sure so, so if you just kind of give me the basis then i remember but i yes i have an idea we are so bad at this like preset like anything that we discuss ahead of time it's so bad to like try and organically introduce it into the podcast <laughs> and weave it through like it's very obviously like oh, we've never talked about this before no <laughs> taboo what's that Ooh. So taboo. Okay, but honest, 
Okay, but honestly, when you te- so she texted me like three days ago and was like, okay, so we're gonna play Taboo on the podcast. I literally w- was sitting there and I was like, what the fuck is Taboo? And that was the only thing that passed through my mind for the next three days and about forty five minutes before I was like, oh, right, <laughs> maybe I should do this. <laughs> you? Why didn't you say something? You were like, yeah, sounds good. My, uh, my pr- dude, my pride. I don't know. <laughs> Do you, you think I'm just going to roll roll up to my girlfriend, roll up to you, roll up to anyone and go, can you explain to me what Taboo is? Anne would not. <laughs> Never mind. So Taboo my, is this game. Wait, my, I just want to make a point and say that my girlfriend's mother does this thing where I'll... I'll go over for dinner or like coffee or whatever. And she'll be like, yeah, you know, this movie, this movie that you definitely watched in your youth. (laughs) And I'll go, nope, never seen it. And she does this bit where she goes, is it too late to call child protective services? (laughs) That's her joke. That's the bit. Can I call? (laughs) Is it too late to call child protective services? uh, Can I call an authority against the people who raised you? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I think, (laughs) <laughs> to accuse That's why them of being incapable of raising a child <laughs> so I, I wasn't vocalizing that I don't know what taboo is not only for that reason but I was nervous <laughs> <laughs> listen I don't blame you because I think at any opportunity I think that I uh, very make make it very clear that I'm going to roast you so I, I understand the kind of hostile environment that we've cultivated here um, <laughs> but just just as a refresher because you totally know what Taboo is. Taboo is Definitely. a game, party game, where you have a item to talk about, um, but you need to either charades or um, you can use a combination of charades or words to talk about the item and get your team members or you know the group to guess it. Um, and there is always a list of words that you cannot use um, on the card, uh, so that way you don't... like. For example, Phantom of the Opera, um, if that was Throwing a card, I would not be able to say the word Phantom or Opera or Broadway, musical, so I would have to, you know, really act out or describe the events of the musical to you so that you could guess it, and then, you know, without using any of those words, otherwise I'm disqualified. Um, right. So that's the premise of the game. The way that it applies here, um, and the exercise that I'm forced Liz to do, which is the only reason why I was texting about uh, this so far in advance, because I basically want us to take whatever we're talking about um, and throw it into a thesaurus um, and come up with like an alternate alternate name for each of these things that we're going to bring up today. And then using taboo rules, like not talking about anything that would be on the card for Taboo if we were to be playing that game um, and describe it to the other person so that way they were to guess it. So in the case of, for example, Phantom of the Opera, I would say the apparition of the production. And then I wouldn't be able to use the words that I you would probably find on a Phantom of the Opera card. So I'd have to describe it to you and say, like, there's this disfigured dude who's in a <laughs> performance place in mm-hmm. France, and he sings to this lady who uh, 
is trying to be the lead in the production. Right. And so on and so forth. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, so I hope you brought in a couple of topics. I don't, I have no idea how to gauge whether this is going to work or how long it's going to take, but I don't, I I don't want it to be long. I just wanted to be kind of fun. Keep us on our fucking toes. Spice it up a bit. Yeah. Spice of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, with that in mind, I think that you went first last time. I did go first last time, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go first this time, and I'm going to start us off with the very easy one. I'm not going to talk about it for very long, um, but just to start off with our taboo game. Mm-hmm. Um, my topic, my first topic is cartoonized, circulatory organ-fashioned candy skewered. Cartoon eyes, circulatory candy. Sorry, circul- let me. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I dumb? <laughs> You're not dumb. You're not dumb. It, it's very long because I, uh, uh, running this through the thesaurus thing was like proving to be kind of challenging because some of these words like don't really have a uh, like synonym. So sometimes yeah. I would just go on and Google the thing and find the longest definition of the thing. Um, So I'll go again. Say it again. (laughs) A cartoonized circulatory organ fashioned candy skewered. Fashion candy skewered. Uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Something with a heart. Mm -hmm. Cartoonized circulatory organ. So that's heart. Mm Mm-hmm. You got that heart, right. You did get that heart, right. Heart-shaped um, candy skewered. What is it, like choc- a chocolate heart on a stick? That's really close. I'm going to end this right here because it's very painful. Wait, chocolate through. chocolate box, a box full of chocolates. No, but close. Uh, Frick you. No, I'm sorry. It, I, I mean, this is my own fault, but it's, uh, it's heart-shaped lollipops. Cute. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, hopefully this sucking, gives you the idea. Those back. What? Have you been sucking those back? I haven't. Actually, last year, I for Valentine's Day, I was like, man, I would love to have some of those candy, like, heart-shaped lollipops. And then yeah. I looked for them, and they were nowhere to be found. I literally could not find really? them. And then this year, I went through, like, six Rite Aids, seven Dwayne Reeds, um, two Targets, and my local grocery store, and I could not find ones that were not, like, swirled or, like, uh, somehow mm-hmm. bastardized. And I was like, I just want the plain-ass, single-color, like, single-red-color, solid, heart-shaped lollipops. I don't know right. why it was such an arduous task to find it. And so I texted um, Shereen and Heather because I knew I was going to see them. And I was like, please, I know this is a shot in the dark, but if y'all just happen to pass by and see these things, like, if you could grab me one, I will Venmo you. I will, like, owe you my life, please. And Shereen, in all of her grace, delivered. And um, I sucked those things back. I literally do not have them anymore. I ate all of them. It's literally insane. They're not even that good. They're all like just cherry flavor flavored, which is like fine. But I think the entire thing is like, it's just so cute 
and it fits the aesthetic and I love the Valentine's Day aesthetic. I love all the pink and red and the hearts. It's I think it's really cute actually. That I really, really like is it. like your shit. Like <laughs> you really do eat that up. And I love it. <laughs> I do. And like you know what? Like I think that it's one of the most underrated aesthetics out there like I think people have these like very intense feelings because it's so tied to the romantic connotations but I'm just like it it'd be mad cute out here all right like I don't know it's it, it's just yeah. hearts like who cares so I came to the realization that like it's something that I look forward to so much those heart-shaped lollipops that mm-hmm. I think it's now my favorite holiday themed candy Whoa, out of everything? Yeah. I am really like not cho- as excited like, about like any kind of chocolate around Halloween or any Christmas stuff. Like a uh, candy huh. cane's not going to take me there, but a heart-shaped lollipop will. If you know That's what I mean. That's crazy. I guess. I mean, <laughs> I'm like sorry, I'm like a very kind of like diehard like E Cadbury Easter eggs and oh. like Reese's peanut butter cups mm-hmm. and like I mean chocolate candy canes like th- th- my shit literally oh, my shit. so good you peppermint bark like mm. Mm. I think the Tell thing me. is like I don't I like chocolate but I think I have like this absolutely unnerving attraction to candy like hard candy yeah like I love it so much and so that's my that's my first topic is like just it, you know it was Valentine's Day so all these heart-shaped love- lollipops are everywhere and I'm obsessed with them I'm still obsessed with them amazing how do you want to talk about your Valentine's Day <laughs> no it's actually like- my other topic but oh okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> never mind um are we gonna alternate yeah let's let's alternate okay great um my okay so my first one is um kind of is very specific and, but you will know it and mm. i don't know if it's going to like translate well onto this podcast but we're just going to go for it okay ready okay <clears throat> so my first taboo word or thing is a profile distorter on government tracking device oh <laughs> Is it those, uh, what is it, Instagram face filters? Yes, okay, so you got it, but it's the, it's a very specific one. Is the, is the one that makes you look (laughs) like that sloth from Ice Age? Yes, it literally is. Okay, so, (laughs) (laughs) our friend Shereen sent us a picture of this filter that she found from, um, I can't remember what account, but it, like, spaces your eyes out makes your eyes smaller like makes your nose like pointy and ugly and like makes your teeth really big and i can't stop using it it's so funny it's so funny i i like i've gotten everyone i know and love into it (laughs) like my mother uses it oh my god and uses it my sister uses it. It's like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I have so many pictures of myself saved <laughs> with that filter on. It just like brings me such immense joy. <laughs> the comedic value of that filter, like it, it exponentially adds to any picture that you take. Yes. Ugh, 
maybe maybe we'll post a picture. I'll maybe I'll post a compilation of my pictures on the Instagram so yes. everyone can see. What I'm <laughs> but They're, like these filters are so good, and what I love about them also is that like it, the thing about Snapchat, and I think Snapchat had tried to do this beforehand, was that like it you users could customize it um, and you could share it, but. The thing with the Instagram one is that, like, as soon as you see it, you can literally save it right then and there in the picture, which is right. really nice. So I grabbed that from Shireen as soon as she posted it and, like, literally have been using it since. Yes, same. I, it's, like, one of the only saved filters that I have. So I have that one. I have um, the What Beanie Baby Are You? Love that one. Oh. And I have this one called What Aspect Ratio Are You? Oh, I saw that one. And it works, it works like the Beanie Baby one and you record a video and then it does like, oh, what's your aspect ratio? Um, and so (laughs) I always get like the 2.35 to one aspect ratio and it like distorts your face to that ratio. And it's literally the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So good. It's so funny. Like... I don't, I don't know. know. It's why. just like who, like who comes up with this stuff, you know? know? So whoever came up with that, um, the one that you originally brought up, um, the one that makes you look like that sloth, like that yeah. one, that guy is living in 2040, like literally just <laughs> in the future. It, it, like it, it's so genius. It's chef's kiss. It's just so funny. I, I love to like, this is the stuff that makes me sit here and think and be like, okay, so like in 2010, we were like sitting on Facebook looking at like cat memes mm-hmm. that that are like I I can has cheeseburger like memes oh, like that, ooh, ooh. and like be being like, I wonder how our taste in memes is gonna evolve, <laughs> and here we are like 10 years later, and I'm peeing my pants over an Instagram filter that makes me look like that sloth from Ice Age. <laughs> literally it's so good and i can't get over it same okay so that that was my first one that one's so good i'm so glad you brought that to the table um thank you thank you so much (laughs) and so my next one um is the dashing mammal of the family erinacidae <laughs> the dashing mammal of or, the family, or, or uh, the quick mammal of the family, Aranacidae. I don't know what family that is. I don't know what is Aranacidae. Um. It. So this is a uh, character that I'm describing. He's a mammal. Um, and... Oh my god, I know. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes! (laughs) I was like, I I was like, what the fuck kind of gene gene pool is that? (laughs) Genealogy. It's Sonic the Hedgehog, which, uh, spoiler alert from before, um, I spent my Valentine's weekend watching Sonic the Hedgehog, um... And boy, I like, okay, wait, so my expectations were very low because I am uh, a really big Sonic fan and I used to play the games a lot as a kid. I don't know about you, Liz. Like, did you ever play? 
I had one. Uh, it wasn't actually my Game Boy game. Mm-hmm. It it must have been one of my friends or my cousins. Mm-hmm. But I had one game, and I didn't actually know how to play it. But I would like propel Sonic forward, and I just like was obsessed with it because it like was like very like visually stimulating and like really satisfying to watch him move so fast and collect rings Mm -hmm. and like i don't think i ever played it correctly i never won anything but (laughs) i just like enjoyed playing it so much because it was fun yeah i think that's the thing is that like at its core sonic is supposed to be fun and he's like this fun little character and he's a little like cute and just like um the game mechanic itself is also very just visually rewarding and you know you get that immediate like um it it immediately makes you feel like you're having fun because you're going so fast and getting all these rings and it it feels very rewarding as a process um right and like I've, i've played the games i've had um like the simulators like rom running on my computer and like i have a couple on from the switch where they bring it over from nintendo um the online stuff and, and it's just like a really great franchise despite the fact that it's like uh had its ups and downs throughout sega's history with it like uh most famously uh sonic 06 where they gave sonic an actual human girlfriend Stop. um <laughs> I'm it's no that's not real no dead ass like they kiss it's it's insane um <laughs> yeah he has a real human girlfriend but anyway um Thanks, I hate it so considering Sega's like ham-handed history with Sonic like I really didn't have a lot of expectations coming into the movie and I think that okay. helped me what? but like I don't think I don't think anyone had high expectations going into the movie because like the first trailer that they put out oh yeah Sonic looked like absolute shit to the point where they had to re-edit the movie (laughs) so they bring out this boy and he is disgusting his eyeballs are all wrong his teeth scared me his legs were way too long like he just proportionally he looked like he had that instagram filter on except that was just his face He he comes into frame, like, he, he emerges from the shadow, and that's, like, the first scene cut that you see of him, and it's disturbing, like, content, and, like, Gangster's Paradise is playing, and you're just like, what is happening? I feel like I'm in a fever dream. It's nightmare fuel. <laughs> literally, quite literally, like, I've seen Sonic, like, OCs that are less terrifying than whatever fucking creation that's supposed to be. Like, they literally just pulled that from my nightmares, and they were like, this is Sonic. Um, but at the same time, you're right, they did go through an edit, and they made him very cute, and very fun, and very true to the, uh, kind of original aesthetics, where he's got, like, the big, cartoonishly big eyes, and, like, just very cute and soft, um, and I think it, I, I think that made the movie fun, but I do think that there is something to be said about, like, you know, appeal and charm of a cursed Sonic, like, I think that the Sonic having a human girlfriend and this weird Sonic content that exists just adds to the value. It just adds a little flavor. It adds like a textural textural sensation to the mouthfeel of Sonic's uh, cultural effect. Again, truly the spice of life. Sometimes you just like have to mix it up, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, like, as much as I loved this Sonic, I just think that a couple of the decisions that were made, such as, like, pulling back on the cursed-looking Sonic, I do think right. I would like to have... I, I think I'd like to have him. I think I would like for my sleep paralysis demon to finally take a physical form, you know? <laughs> so you're so what you're telling me I <laughs> What you're telling me is that you would much rather have <laughs> that the first Sonic iteration, who is absolutely hideous <laughs> rather than cute little refined Sonic. You know, sometimes you don't know what you have until you've lost it. Okay, but alternately, if you love something, you have to let it go. <laughs> and if it's meant to, and if it's meant to be, it will find its way back. I hope he comes back. <laughs> oh my god! I also think that there's something to be said about the fact that they, in no. It, like either between the one where Sonic looks cursed and the one where now Sonic looks very cute, neither of those iterations had a Dr. Robotnik, who is Jim Carrey's character, that was as rotund as he needs to be. The reason why his name is Eggman is because he looks like a fucking egg with arms and legs. And I think I was that gonna... these cowards did not make him rotund enough, and I think that he should be round. I was going to say, I don't... Dr. Eggman in it, and if he is, how is he looking? But as I'm listening right now, I realize that he's not as rotund as you would like. He's he's not a big round boy, and that's what I want. That's what I'm looking for in 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 an Eggman. But right. I do want to say, to Jim Carrey's credit, no one is talking about any of the uh, any of their characters in the same kind of depth and commitment as Jim Carrey. The interviews that he has been doing where he'll be talking about his character and like the motivations behind what he's doing. He's like talking about a loss of innocence, chasing after a dream, man versus self. It is impeccable. The amount of like depth that he is trying to give this cartoon character in a kids movie where his best lines are just pulled from <laughs> someone's like ass it's just insane how much jim carrey gives a shit about this weird ass character that should not be real that's so funny you know actually recently i was on twitter and for my entire life like jim carrey was not like a actor that i not that I didn't respect him, but like again, I did. I like didn't really respect him, and he was just kind of like, <laughs> oh, he's this weird guy that's like in these mask movies, and like mm -hmm. he plays the Grinch, and like, oh, he like makes silly voices and like dumb right. faces, and like, I saw a video of him on Twitter recently where he was talking about the Grinch. And he was like, looked like Jim Carrey normally. And then he was like, oh, uh, now I'm talking about the Grinch and me working on this movie. And he like completely morphed his face into what the Grinch looks like. Yes. In like 0.5 seconds. And like, I was sitting there and I was like, this man has like so much control over his muscles and like his facial features. And I was like, that's absolutely fucking insane because yeah. like I can, I can raise one eyebrow and like literally cannot move the other one so like that to me is absolutely absurd yeah i i know exactly which video that you're talking about and like he does have that depth and think about how long it's been since he played the grinch and like he still has that in his arsenal that he just pulls out 
at any time, like on command. Right. I also read that um, he comes from like a not super wealthy family. Mm-hmm. So like, and also I don't think he had like a really good home life. So I, I read that he would like spend his time like standing in front of mirrors training his face to do fun stuff like that and like making faces and like doing funny voices and like essentially taught himself how to do the thing that like presumably made him famous that's crazy oh my god yeah so like i walked away from twitter like three days ago going like i have this really (laughs) you know like newfound respect for jim carrey um which i never thought that i literally would ever have in my entire life isn't that crazy Uh, yeah. Huh. Adulthood is really doing things to me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think he did a really good job, and I do highly recommend this movie to everyone. Like, I think that it's fun. It. I mean, there are points where it is, like, very clearly a kid's movie, but I think it's, like, the kind of movie that I would have loved when I was a kid. Like, I can very much see, like... This is the stuff that, like, I was obsessed with when I was growing up. Like, it feels very, like, Pokemon movie. You know, I would go to the theaters with my parents, and, like, they'd put me in my Pokemon shirt, and I'd bring my little Pikachu, like, tucked under my arm, and I'd sit in the theater and watch uh, the movie. Um, This is definitely one of those movies that I would have absolutely gone feral for and, like, not stopped watching um, as a kid. And so, you know, I think that 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 also has something to do with you know why i like it so much um because like it, it i mean none of none of the writing is good it's just like a you know your typical <laughs> right right it's gonna be like light and yeah it's for children it's it's a children's movie. it's quite literally for children like i was in the theater it was first of all packed um <laughs> and we are the only like me and my brother are literally the only adults in this whole th- charade and um like all the kids are like every time an action thing happens they're like sonic did that and i was like yeah sonic did do that he really be doing that <laughs> sonic do be doing that oh well i love that i love that you went yeah it was good it was very um like i said last time like it was so nice to like not have to think about like the pressure like i can't believe they released it on valentine's day and put that pressure on me but i'm glad that i don't have to have that pressure on me because i'm single and i get to spend my valentine's day weekend with the one that i love sonic the hedgehog sonic the hedgehog your boyfriend because i'm his human girlfriend yeah oh my god aaron i didn't know that (laughs) please no congratulations Congratulations. no 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 stop he's like canonically like a child so please Oh shit! Okay, never mind. <laughs> Dial it oh, back. Breaks on that joke, that bit. <laughs> anyway, what is your next topic in very convoluted and overly complicated terms? My next one is um, a little something called fem foul. Fem foul. Um, can you spell foul for me? F-O-W-L. Oh, okay. That's not how I spelled it. Great. Thank you. No, um, sorry. That's that's the bird, right? Like, fowl is a type of bird? Yes. Femme fowl. Femme fowl. Uh, shit. Tell me, tell me something else without spoiling what it is, please. Okay, it's... Yeah. So, there's... Um, 
a lot of complicated emotions involved in this piece of media. Ladybird. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I yeah, wish it so, was stupid. No, stop. Um, yeah, so I watched Ladybird for the first time last Ooh. night, actually, and it it it's been out for a while. I don't know how long, but um, a couple of years, mm-hmm. and it's been on my list. And it finally, so we thought it was put on Netflix, but um, apparently it's not. Mm. Um, so. Anne has it on Amazon Prime, so we watched it there, and I wept like a little baby through the whole movie. Oh, no. I, like, so I, like, knew, okay, so I knew going in that it was, like, about a complicated relationship between, like, a teenage daughter in high school and her mother, and I had seen the scene, there's a scene where they're in the car driving, and they're arguing, yes. and they're talking over each other, and, like, the first time I saw it, I was, like huh, this is me and my mother. Very fascinating. Um, And then, like, in the scene, Lady Bird, who is Saoirse Ronan, just, like, throws herself out of the car. (laughs) Like, out of a moving vehicle. And um, when I watched that trailer literally years ago, I was like, I have to see this movie immediately. Yes. Um, But but you did not. (laughs) So, yeah, so last time was the first time I saw it. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, it's so good. Greta Gerwig is, like, truly an absolute genius. Um, Little Women fucked me up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Little Women, I... Okay, I haven't seen Lady Bird, so I request that you do not spoil it. Um, no, but Lady... Um, Little Women was so good. Like, I still can't stop thinking about it. Um, granted, I haven't read the book, so I feel very guilty about that. Um, but I mean, oh, same. Me too. Like, I I have a beautiful copy that you gave me, Aaron, many <laughs> many moons ago for I believe a Secret Santa. Yes. And um, I've been literally chugging away at it for like two years trying to mm-hmm. read it. I got it on audio, and like was listening to it when I took my dogs for a walk. I would listen to it when I like do my laundry, mm-hmm. but like. An average audiobook that for like a young adult contemporary novel is normally anywhere from six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. And this <laughs> this audiobook is something crazy like fifteen to seventeen hours. That's crazy. Right. And I listen to I listen to audiobooks on double speed because like one time speed is way too slow for me. Mm-hmm. Um so seven and a half hours is still absurd. It's a lot. And, uh, you know, these these books are um, tend to be very dense. And, like, I, I, I have a hard time reading anything that... Like, I used to burn through... I burned through Wuthering Heights. I burned through Pride and Prejudice. Like, I had no problem reading it at my prime, which was literally in fucking high school. And then <laughs> now, like, I wish I had read it then because I had unlimited energy i would literally just bur- like read through so many books at a time um there was a point where i was literally in middle school reading a book a day because i would literally start my day reading a book um and then in between classes just read um and just get to class like by muscle memory alone and then by the time that i was ready to go to bed like i would just be on the last like 50 to 100 pages of a book and it was right. just like the amount that I was reading was insane. And now by this point, it's taking me a month to read one book. 
Yeah, I I'm also experiencing that right now. It's like taking me. I it's just like I think it's the lack of motivation to mm-hmm. to be completely honest with you. It's just like has it's just a hard time to read, you know. Yeah. It's cold. It gets dark early. We're getting old. <laughs> we we are getting old. Oh, but it's, um, it's hard. It's just like a lot of work. But you know, I think what um what a lot of the movies because I mean, Little Women has been um adapted like a ton of times. But what Greta Gerwig did was like completely turn it on its head. Like add in these very strong themes, like really trying to pull out and flesh out what it would look like in an actual movie format instead of trying to, like, stay true to the chronology of the book. Like, she really allowed the timeline shifts to work in her favor and, um, like, make these, uh, use the colors and really just um, take advantage of the uh, actors that she had at her disposal. And, like, I know that... Lady Bird had won her a lot of acclaim and really put her on the actual radar of, you know, directors and a lot of the um, people who had, like, criticized her work but also, like, claimed her work were all like, who is this lady? And, like, it really put her on on the map, at least, you you know, whether you loved her or you hated her, you were like, this bitch cannot be ignored. Right, exactly. And, like, she does the same thing that you just said she did with little women Mm -hmm. in the, in terms of like using these actors to her advantage. She has Saoirse Ronan, who is this like absolute powerhouse Mm -hmm. and like plays this main character, lady bird, who is a high school student. She's a senior. She goes to an all girls Catholic school and like, she has a really weird relationship with her mom, has a really strained relationship with her. And like, it's Greta Gerwig does such an amazing job at making this film that like literally any single person can relate to. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, she like use makes Saoirse Ronan this character that's like lovable and relatable, but also like you can't stand her and (laughs) like hate the decisions that she makes. Mm -hmm. And like, you have this mother who like your heart aches for, but also at the same time, you're like, oh my God, like, can you just be fucking nice to your daughter? (laughs) And like, Timothy Chalamet plays the absolute worst character I have ever seen in any movie I have ever watched. He makes me want to fucking die. I hate (laughs) his character. Absolutely insufferable. Um, Beanie Feldstein, I think, is her last name. Jonah Hill's little sister, the one who's in Booksmart. Yes, 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 yes. An absolute powerhouse. She play so she plays Lady Bird's best friend, mm-hmm. and is like the best one of the best characters in the whole movie. She is absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. and like Greta Gerwig captures this like all girls Catholic school vibe, and like the awkward high school you know like theater kid and oh. like oh. They, uh, it, it, I had to, we watched the scene two or three times last night, but uh-huh. like, Saoirse Ronan is, um, auditioning for the, the musical, this fall musical, mm-hmm. and, um, she wants the lead. And so she, like, dresses up, does her hair, puts on a nice dress, has a song prepared, and <laughs> the, um, 
one of the priests is like running this musical so he's like okay go ahead and the second he says it she's on stage and she starts dancing and she's like singing and i literally was in tears i was laughing so hard it was so awkward oh no Um, like beanie feldstein sings this this hymn (laughs) because it's an all-girls catholic school and she gets cast as a lead because she sings the hymn (laughs) and it's just it's just like so so good Oh my god, I hate that. Yeah, but like, it's it's funny. There are certain scenes that are so fucking funny, but then it's also like gets to a point where it's like, there's one scene and then a uh, switch is flipped, and I did not stop crying for the rest of the movie. Oh, so Little Women again? I can't wait. Literally, literally like that. Oh my um, god. Yeah, I mean, she. There's also like, I I think Greta wrote the script. Yes, I, because I remember they had, like, interviewed her, and they were like, is this your life? And she goes, I mean, I definitely pulled from my life, but it's not my life. Right, I had also heard that, and, like, it's it's not autobiographical, but it's, like, autobiographical in a sense that, like, she Greta Gerwig grew up in a small town and wants to go to school and live in New York City, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with Lady Bird, who lives in the you know sacramento california on the wrong side of the tracks and like Mm -hmm. comes from like a middle to lower class family and she wants to go to school in new york city so in a sense it's autobiographical but not Mm -hmm. really but greta gerwig does this amazing job of putting in these one-liners that like literally had me pausing the movie to like cry (laughs) oh no stop oh my god okay i have to watch it now it was it was insane, Aaron. Like you literally have to watch it. It was so good. Okay, I can't wait. Um, uh, yeah, so I I need to watch um, Booksmart. Oh, you haven't it watched is, Booksmart? I have not. It is so very good. Um, I can't wait. I it's cannot wait. Fun. Uh, it's funny. I mean, it's like it's a comedy, and it like doesn't take itself seriously, which I really like. Um, right. And also. Can we take a moment to appreciate Saoirse Ronan and how um, incredibly beautiful and talented that she is? Um, Ab, absolute queen. Honest to God. Literally. Like, I, in her and Ladybird with her shitty dyed pink hair, <laughs> insane. Literally out of this world. Insane. <laughs> her and Little Women as Joe March. Are you fucking kidding oh, me? Oh my God, her hair fucked me up the entire time yeah. i just like could not get over it can we also talk about florence pug yes pug in little women insane oh my god she was beautiful and also like i noticed that when she's playing the younger version of herself she'll like yeah. pitch her voice above her normal cadence and then when her normal voice sets in as she's older like you really start to realize how like kind of husky her voice is and like i'm just like ooh, chills chills <laughs> her range go off queen literally like yeah i'm obsessed with her. anyway <laughs> uh mood not to be tyrannic would loki risk it all <laughs> <laughs> Deadass on my list. Um, I I want to watch Midsommar for her specifically. Me too. So bad. I've heard such good things. Um, but yeah, Same. definitely on my watch list. Same with Lady Bird as well. Okay, good. 
good, good, good. You gotta watch it. On on my way, especially if it's on. Uh, you said it's on Amazon Prime. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I have someone else's login, so I'll use that. <laughs> <Okay>, perfect. <laughs> Paying for my own shit, not in this lifetime. Don't know her. Nah, boy. Nah, bitch. Can't be me. All right. What's your next one? Um, my next one is. I'm I think sorry. we should do. I think we should do two more each. Is that too much? Um, we are. If we, at... if we speed through it. I'm gonna do one more, um, and I can I can possibly do another one, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's just do one more then. Okay. Great. So next. my next one is a question. Oh. What? My my next one is gonna come out in the form of a question. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so the question is, what gridiron pastime appears hereafter? Uh, that, uh, that sentence doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> it's because I literally, this is the first one that I did where I ran it through the thesaurus, and I literally just went through each word individually, and now I'm looking at it like, this is a what? question that makes sense originally, but it doesn't make sense now that I've run it through the thesaurus. What gridiron pasture? Oh pastime. no! What gridiron pastime happens hereafter? The, hereafter. No, I'm not even. I can't even get it. So the question is, what does football look like in the future? Okay. Um. So this. What does it look like? So what football looks like in the future, aka one seven 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 six. One seven 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 six. Yes, I don't know if you've heard about it, um, but in July of 2017, um, I think it was like early July, right after the fourth. Um, they this Super Bowl Nation, which is an actual uh, football website, had come out with a story that says, "What does football look like in the future?" And mm-hmm. it's this article, you jump onto the site, and as you're trying to read it, as you scroll down, like, the whole page becomes distorted and overtaken, and this black block of nothing appears on your screen, all within your web browser. And uh-huh. as you continuously scroll down, there's, like, calendar years that pass by, and you start to get messages, and you realize that it's going into this story so you end up like talking to this other person who then reveals themselves to be a um retired satellite in space that they had sent out in in the 1970s that is now trying to communicate with you another satellite that exists and then you continue on and then you finally gain sentience and are able to communicate with the other um uh, satellite that's out there and so you and two other satellites are in space sentient in the year uh 17,776 watching American football what that's crazy it's an insane adventure that I did not expect a an actual football website Super Bowl Nation to publish but it was like a serialized uh, thing where like there would be updates so for the 
course of 10 days, there were 25 chapters that had come out over time and you would have to wait and see what would happen next. But basically they, it was this like futuristic kind of thing and it was multimedia. Like it was not just the text that I'm describing, but also like videos were integrated into it. GIFs were integrated into it. There was a map portion of it. Like it was just this insane work and feat of coding and um, media. Um, and so the guy who did it, John Boys, um, he had just put this together and was like, I have this idea for like what football would look like in the future. And they were like, yeah, just do it. Um, but it's basically like a sci-fi story that was told. Um, and uh, Wikipedia describes it as a speculative fiction multimedia narrative. Uh-huh. And it's... Uh, it's insane. It blew my mind and I completely forgot about it until recently. And then I went back into it and I went through the story again. And it's insane, Liz. I cannot stress this enough. Like, I, it still blows my mind. It's been years and it still blows my fucking mind. So this is on an actual football website, like yes. an actual website that publishes articles about football. Yes. And this man normally talks about football. And so they, he was like, I have this idea. And they were like, yeah, go for it. And he just like kind of took this like artistic approach to it. Yeah. That's the coolest shit I have ever heard in my entire life. Liz, it's insane. And I like cannot stress enough how much I want everyone that I know to like read through it. And it's not even reading. Like it is reading, but it's like there's so much to it that you're always engaged. And just to like, I don't want to spoil anything, but basically the premise is, Soon after our existing future, like, it, let's say it's 2020, like, in the next five years, basically, people stop dying, but people right. also stop giving birth, uh -huh. and we basically become invincible and uh, also immortal, and so there's this descent into chaos, and basically, football is still being played, but, like, on this entirely different level, and we as the reader take on the perspective of the sentient, uh, uh, sorry, satellite that like is now observing and learning about the world, um, and how it exists. Right. And it's just like, it's amazingly introspective. It's just like philosophical, but also like absurd in a way it's funny. It's, wild juice is a character who is like he's one of the other um satellites and he is so fucking funny it's wild that like i'm relating so hard to a fucking satellite that has yellow text but it's just it's so good and it's brilliant and like i don't know how to describe it without sounding like a crazy person but it's it's literally amazing and like you can scroll through it on your phone you can do it on your laptop you can do it on a tablet like it's it the fact that there was so much thought put into it to make it compatible no matter what device you're on also is right. amazingly insightful. And it came out three years ago when, like, all of this shit would have been a little bit harder to do than it is right. today. That's so cool. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It won awards, too. Like, but it, it's just, like, it's so... Because it crosses over so many different mediums, it's really hard to, like, pin down and say what it is. So... In that way, it's like it's a story, but it's also just like it, you need to have headphones in like you need to be engaged with the story um, 
I would literally just sit on my, like, this was back when I lived in South Jersey, so I would literally have to take a two-hour commute into the city um, every day, Mm -hmm. and, like, during that time, I would literally just sit there and read the story, like, over and over again. Wow. Okay, so I'll have to read it. Yes. Is what you're telling me. Yes. I'll watch Lady Bird. You'll read this. It'll be okay. We can come in next week for next week's vibe check with uh, literally opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Deadass. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. What is your, what is your last thing, Liz? My last thing that I want to talk about is something called Celestial Drop Canyon. Celestial Drop Canyon? Canyon. Canyon. Um. You, so you know what it is. You know what it is. Hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't want to give too much away. That's where the taboo rules come in. Um, okay. uh, Yeah. So it's like, uh, let me think, let me think. (laughs) You can grow stuff and, um, Stardew Valley. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I was, so I was playing Minecraft for a while Mm -hmm. and, um, I feel with Minecraft, you can only play Minecraft for so long before it becomes this like, not really tedious thing, but like for me, it's like you get a bunch of this valuable shit. Like Mm -hmm. I have an enchanted diamond sword and a, like a bow and arrow that like everything the whole game becomes like very high stakes yeah and like for me that like stresses me out and like takes away the fun mm-hmm. um and you know like i was at the point where i had already built two houses i filled out a map i like i love minecraft but like mining makes me nervous so like i was like okay i have to go mining but like i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i understand that but I was consuming a lot of, like, Minecraft content on YouTube, which is, like, kind of embarrassing, but also whatever. <laughs> and um, then that slowly transitioned into, somehow, into Sims 4 content. Oh! Which was really fun. Those are and it so good. So good. And, like, I found, there's this one girl on YouTube, um, I can't remember her name, but she plays the Sims 4 and she also plays like Sims 2, Sims 3, and she'll talk about it in terms of like ranking all of the expansion packs and like, here's my favorite Sims character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like watching a lot of that. And then I stumbled upon a Minecraft video that was, or not a Minecraft video, sorry, a Stardew Valley video that was like, here's a really big update that happened and here's all the new shit. So I was like, oh. Ooh. I haven't played in a minute. Mm-hmm. So I logged in, and there was a ton of new gameplay. So I was like, well, I have to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I started playing again, and I was playing for a while. And then over this past weekend, I uh, went to go see my girlfriend, who lives in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And she was at work on Friday. And I turned on a Twitch stream to watch this woman play Stardew Valley, and it was Valentine's Day at that point, 
and I was washing dishes and like watching this woman play Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. And like also, maybe you can explain this to me, but someone gifted me a subscription to her Twitch channel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what does that mean? So, um, I mean, it's subscriptions are a way to support the uh, person that you're um, watching. Um, and the way that Twitch works is that, like, sometimes you want to give this person more subscribers. And, like, a lot of the viewers aren't going to be able to subscribe to that uh, person because they don't have Prime or, like, you know, whatever circumstances are behind it. So in order to get that person and amass that person more followers is that they'll gift out uh, subscriptions to people. Um, So when you are a subscriber to Twitch on that... um, to that user, that particular user streams, you'll have access to some of the benefits such as, um, I think the most common one is like emoji usage where you'll have access to the emojis that they customize um, and you'll be able yeah. to use that in chat, um, which is always a fun thing. That's cute. Well, yeah, so I turn on this Twitch stream because it was on my homepage and I was like, oh, this is Stardew Valley. I love watching Stardew Valley. And like the second I clicked on it, I knew that I wasn't going to be into it. Really? <laughs> um, because she was like, Like, I watched it for 15 minutes, and, like, the whole time that she was on it, she was, like, talking to the chat, which is fine, and, like, definitely what what Twitch is, but, like, there was no green play whatsoever in that 15 minutes, and she would be like, oh, hi, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, thanks so much for joining. 24 hours in a Stardew (laughs) capacity. Literally. So... At that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to click off. And then someone gifted me the subscription, and she, like, called out my username. And I was like, well, I'm going to look like a dick if I leave this stream now. No, that's not true. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I, I overthought it then, I guess, and I was like, I have to stay in this stream. But anyway, yeah, so I've just been, like, consuming a ton of Stardew, Media con- Stardew Valley content, mm-hmm. watching a lot of YouTube, going on Twitch. I've been playing it. And, uh, yeah, there's a big update. What is the update? And uh, so there's a lot of, like, new gameplay. Um, there's, like, a new – there's a bunch of new fish, a couple new fish, a couple new crops. Mm-hmm. Um there's, like, this new thing called the fish pond, which, like, you can plop fish that you caught in it, and it'll, like, generate new, like, materials and, like, new stuff. Oh, shit. Um, this is a lot. Like, yeah, there's, like, new heart events. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a – so when you – Stardew Valley, there's a, a community center that you have to, like, get very specific items for. And, like, once you get all of the items, you finish the community center, and, like, it – gets fixed up and so at that point that's pretty much like oh you're done with the game Mm -hmm. kind of but they've added like a new bundle that you can do that'll get you that'll get you this movie theater so it like gives you more stuff to work towards Mm -hmm. and like i love that because at that at the point that i was at before i stopped playing i was like okay i have like most of the actual like game play done mm-hmm. um at this point i was just trying to like complete everything in like 100 percent the whole game mm-hmm. which like can be really monotonous and um like exhaust the fun of the game very quickly mm-hmm. but 
with this update, I was, like, really excited because I was like, oh, I got a bunch of new shit to do and, like, still play my old farm yeah. that I had, have, like, a ton of hours in. So mm-hmm. it's exciting. Yeah. Fun stuff. That's always fun, and that's good. Like, I, w- I think that um, nowadays games are beginning to understand the value of updates, patches, and, like, DLC content. I mean, with the advent of, like, more popular DLC content, you know, that really increases the longevity of these games, and, you know, they spend so much time um, into creating this thing that, like, you know, when a campaign is done in, like, 60 to 100-something hours, like you can get a lot more out of it just by constantly updating it, which is not as much work as, like, developing a brand-new game. Um, but I think Absolutely. What's, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's interesting about Stardew is that, like, isn't it an independent uh, developer who created the whole game? Yeah, so it's by this guy named Eric Barone who goes by Concerned Ape. Um, and he pretty much, you know, developed it solely for PC and, like, put it out there and it got so popular and like blew up to the point where it has now you know expanded to all the consoles playstation 4 xbox one um nintendo switch there's a mobile game Mm -hmm. on both iphone and android and like it it's just like insane that he's still out here like He's out here going, I'm developing a new game, but also still putting in so much time and effort into Stardew Valley mm-hmm. and, like, making all these updates and, like, working on all these patches and, like, releasing these updates for free. Like, he could have very easily, like, bundled all this stuff into, like, a DLC pack and then, like, okay, $10 for this pack, which will get you all this new gameplay and all this, like, and I would have bought post- it post-game stuff that you can do exactly and like a lot of people would have bought it and Mm -hmm. like because it's just like expands the game so much more but instead he's just like out here you know going here's this all this stuff that i labored to make and like i'm giving it to you for free because i don't know i would only i would assume he's giving it to us for free because he's a good guy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he wants and he wants to like better his game because i love him <laughs> i me i'm literally i uh, love it love the team love love it so much <laughs> love the work big fan big 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 fan literally big fan so yeah i'm like i want to play i only want to play stardew valley um and also we there's a new map new farm map oh which is specifically designed for multiplayer which i thought was interesting (laughs) exactly because i was like okay we're like two hours into our farm so like what's the harm in restarting (laughs) Uh, not a lot especially because i think when we made the like the map that we chose was kind of piss poor oh my god it sucks it's like the like nighttime combat map it's too much i don't like it it's not as fun I... Exactly, and like the layout is like ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally so far from you that if I'm not in my house, like if you, if it's midnight, I need to haul ass. Otherwise, I'm not gonna make it. Or you can just sleep over at mine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just like, it, but the fact that that's the way that it's put together, it's like, right? Please. So this one, 
this one, it's like the map is divided into four quarters. So like each player has their own quarter. Oh, um, which I thought was great. So it's it's a like a lot of farming room and like I think there's like a like little lakes in each of them. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's just like new content mm-hmm. that's fun and exciting. And I'm I'm in it. Yeah, I love that that's I'm in free. It. Like I can't believe it. Like and that's also like a big point of contention between like players and developers where. Um, they'll come out with a DLC and it's like two hours of content that I paid a quarter of the game for. So like, as you said, you know, you could very much quantify however many hours it would take to complete the updated tasks and like do everything and, and, you know, grab all the new stuff in Stardew and like kind of put a monetary value on it. And it's all just like, Hey, this is part of your game now. Have fun. Exactly. And like, that's why Indie game developers should be appreciated more than they are. Like, I'm sure they're they're super appreciated, and I'm like, I'm not super into like the indie game scene, but like, I don't know, man. They're like out here like putting in all this time and effort, and like not charging you twenty dollars for you know expansion packs or DLCs. Yeah. And like. Because I guess because I was on like a Sims 4 kick before I got back into Stardew Valley, like just thinking of that in comparison to Stardew, it's like, you know, they it's forty forty dollars for a base sim game. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just like Sims 4. It's like the basic game. You get the 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 clothing, the furniture, the building stuff that like comes with the base game. And then they put out, you know, 35 stuff packs, which is like a bunch of new clothes and hairs and furniture. And they put out, you know, 10 to 12 expansion packs, which is like includes new gameplay. But like sometimes it's like, okay, but why am I spending another $40 on this expansion pack for like barely any gameplay and like three ugly hairstyles? Yeah, literally, especially when there's, like, mod stuff that you can download that's a billion times better. Oh, I have absolutely found custom content that's, like, 400 times better than what is given to me literally in an expansion pack. Literally, Sims custom content uh, community out here pumping out, like, these fucking looks, these banging-ass looks, um, literal absolutely insane to actual celebrities that look insanely similar it's honestly kind of terrifying but they're putting in the work for free for fucking free they they really are and that's why i think like big game developers like ea and you know like i I don't i can't even think of another one but it's just like you're robbing people (laughs) literally i remember um i only had the sims one for the longest time, because um, that one was, like, it gave you everything that you needed to play a game, and, like, I was, I don't know, I was happy with it, like, I was content with it, and, like, I remember Sims 2 and Sims 3 coming out, and there were, like, a billion expansion packs, and I was like, well, you know, I I actually am happy in my little pixelated world where, like, if I breathe <laughs> wrong, the kitchen will set on fire. <laughs> right. With that kind of, you know, little rustic charm. Oh, totally. And, like, I think for me with The Sims, it was, like, I was super into The Sims 3, which is, like, what I played for, like, years and years and years. And, like, I had a ton of expansion packs and, like, 
I put in so much like time and energy and money into it that like when the Sims 4 came out and like it was a lot prettier than the Sims 3 but like a ton of the game mechanics had changed mm-hmm. in the Sims 3 it's like a lot of open world stuff it's it's as open world as the Sims game can get yeah. whereas the Sims 4 it's like loading screens and you can't play as toddlers and pets that you were able to play with in the sims 3 as like actual sims they've completely regressed to being like pieces of furniture in the sims 4 and i had never become so disinterested in something so quickly before in my entire life than Mm -hmm. i did when the sims 4 came out yeah i think like the sims 3 had like all these things that made it very charming which i think ea had seen as like limiting factors but really it's what like made it so fucking fun to play like it's funny to like sit there and be like i'm a baby what can i do (laughs) exactly or like i'm a toddler like i have the liberties to crawl wherever the fuck i want yeah and i can't go up and down stairs Exactly. I can't go up and downstairs. I can't cook a meal. I can't go to the bathroom by myself unless someone teaches me how to go to the bathroom by myself. Like, it just... But it's fun. <laughs> create, exactly. It creates, like, an extra thing that's just, like, so, so fun. Yeah. I think Sims 4 made it easier to, like, get to the point where you're ga- playing the game um, in terms of, like, the build mode is, like, a lot easier. Um, oh, the build, the build mode in Sims 4 is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It saves lives. Because um, the amount of time that you would spend trying to, like, cheese something in The Sims 3, I, like, I wasted so many hours of my life just trying to do that. But Sims right, 4, and, like, like, gives you the liberty to just be like, I'm going to slap this house together. I don't care. Exactly. And, like, your furniture doesn't have to click into place. Like, you can just, like, put it wherever. And, like, mm-hmm. Sims will actually, like, use their brains for once in their life and, like shimmy between a couch and a table instead of like having to put a a table seven feet away from a couch scream at god being like why can't i <laughs> shimmy my way through this yeah werble werble who verbal like let me through like just <laughs> fucking squeeze your way through it you have legs <laughs> i can't believe you spoke simlish that's insane simlish thank you <laughs> Thank you. Next week I'll be speaking Animal Crossing character. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Stop. So um, funny. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that's it. I love that. I love... I I actually really had a good time. Did you have a good time during this vibe check? It doesn't feel like a vibe check. No, I literally love it. I truly had a good time. I like this taboo format. <laughs> I really like it as well. I think that I uh, overcomplicated mine, but I think the other problem is that like the ones that I had come up with are a little bit um, strange. <laughs> the, last one, the last one was so obscure. I was like, I had no fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like, I was like, as soon as I said it, I was like, there's no way that she knows what the fuck I'm talking about anyway. So what's the <laughs> point? <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I had a good time. We're going to. So next week, um, we're going to continue on with the vibe check, because guess what? Mercury is still in retrograde. That's correct. Everyone, please stay safe out there. It's wild. <laughs> anyway, thank you for uh, coming <laughs> to and listening to another episode of Retrograde. We are again continuing on this hashtag vibe check. Um, 
for another week. So we'll see you next time where we will bring more topics and play more Taboo. We love it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.